Okay, I'm going to read uh, Joshua chapter 1. This is uh, at the start of Joshua's leadership, really, of the people of uh, Israel, God's people, uh, the Israelites. And uh, Moses has died, and Joshua uh, has taken over the leadership, and God's encouraging Joshua as, as the leader. It says this, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant's dead. Now, now then, You and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them, to the Israelites. I'll give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you'll lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Don't turn away from it to the right or the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so you'll be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready three days from now and you'll cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God's given you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you after he said, The Lord your God will give you rest by giving you this land. Your wives, your children and your livestock may stay in the land Moses gave you east of the Jordan, but all your fighting men ready for battle must cross over ahead of your fellow Israelites. You're to help them until the Lord gives them rest as he's done for you, until they too have taken possession of the land the Lord your God's given them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan towards the sunrise. And they answered Joshua, whatever you've commanded us, we'll do, and wherever you send us, we'll go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, we'll obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and doesn't obey it, whatever you command them will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Okay, so... Right at the start of his leadership, right at the start, God is speaking to Joshua and he he commissions him, he he tells him, this is what you're to do, this is the the, the thing that I want you to do. And it's to take the people into the promised land, take them into the land that God had already said he's going to give them. And that was the land that Moses was supposed to take the people into. Originally, he was the one, God said almost identical things to to Moses and... uh, Because of their disobedience and their lack of faith, they never went in. They were wandering around the wilderness for 40 years until everyone had died out apart from Joshua and Caleb. And then Moses died and then, and only then, could they go in. And so we see a number of things here in the Bible, in this passage, that God says he's going to do. And God gives them promises and he says, I'm going to lead you into this and I'm going to give you this land and all of these things. Um, And he also says things for Joshua to do. And the two things go together. And that's always the way. It's always the way it happens in the Bible. You always get God saying he's going to do something, and then you get God asking the people to do something as well. So God acts and says he's going to do something. We, we respond to it. God calls us. 
we respond. God promises he's going to do things, but he still asks us to pray so that he will do them. And, and faith, uh, this is a big theme in this, in this book of the Bible, really, faith. Faith isn't just hearing that God's going to do something and saying, oh, great, God's going to do it. Let's just sit back and put our feet up and wait. Faith is listening and hearing what God says and then acting on it and believing it's going to happen. But you've still got to do something. You've still got to do something. There's always that tension in it. And, and often the things that God leads us into, they're difficult. They're difficult. Sometimes they seem impossible. Sometimes it just I can't get my head around it. God says he's going to do this, but I can't get my head around how he's going to do it. And that's often the way it is. So, so right in this passage, we see that God says, I'm going to give you this land. No one's going to be able to stand against you all the days of your life. I'll be with you like I was with Moses, and I'll never leave you or forsake you. You might think, oh, great, that's, that's good. We're, we're happy with that. Well, sounds like there's nothing to be concerned about. But then there's all these commands. Get ready for the crossing. Make sure you've got enough supplies. Get some provisions. Make some sandwiches. Make a pack-up. It would have been better to say build some boats because the, the river's in flood and they've got to get over it. But no, make, get, get, your, get your pork pie instead. It'll be fine. <laughs> And, and he says again and again and again, be strong and courageous. Because Joshua, you're going to lead these people to inherit the land. Joshua's like, oh, I, I, I thought you were doing it, God. No, 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 you're doing it. You've got to be strong. You've got to be courageous. He keeps saying it. Don't be terrified. Well, there's a big raging river. It's in flood. And there's a load of people over there. Don't, no, don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. Sometimes we can get discouraged by things, can't we? Sometimes we can get fearful about things. People have already said it this morning, this afternoon, and this morning. (laughs) And and he says, be careful to obey all that's in the law. Meditate on it day and night so you're going to do what's written in it. And then you'll be prosperous and successful. And you think, hang on, God, you already told me we were going to be successful. You already said no one's standing against us. So why do we have to do these things. It, it can look as though now it's all down to Joshua and, and the people. So which is it? Is it God doing it? Is it Joshua doing it? Well, it's both. It's both. God's promises and then Joshua and the people have to walk in the light of those promises. And it's like that in our Christian life. That's just what it's like. God says things. He says things in the Bible and we read the Bible and we understand and we believe in it and then we've got to live it out. We've got to walk it out. And he says things to us personally as well sometimes. And, and Joshua would have known how, how it goes when the walking it out doesn't work. Because you see, God promised Moses the same things. God said to Moses, you're going to go into the land and it's going to be this amazing land and it's overflowing with milk and honey. And it had been promised way back. And then, and then what Moses did... Was, I mean, you can read about this in, in Deuteronomy chapter 1 and in Numbers 13. Moses sent some spies into the land. Joshua was one of them, actually. He sent 12 spies into the land. And he says, go and, go and check it out and come back and tell us, tell us what's going on. And Joshua and Caleb came back and they said, it's great. You know, we can take this land. God's with us. Ten of them said, well, it's, it's great, but there's all these people there and there's these cities that are built up and uh, you know I don't think we can do it and and the people ended up 
getting all unsure and they weren't sure whether Moses was the guy, whether he really should be leading them into these things, even though he'd led them out of Egypt. And, and, they, and they never went in because of their disobedience. And, and, and so Joshua knows what's going to happen. He, he knows how it all went pear-shaped before. These Anakites were there. They're going to be, it's all there. And Joshua pleaded with, with the people, but it, it was to no avail. But God's plans weren't thwarted. And so, just before, even just before Moses died, even, even before that, he tells the people what he's going to do. He tells them, I'm going to lead you in there again. We're going to, go, we're going to give it another shot. We're going in. You're going to go in. He says this. <laughs> I, love the, I love how the Bible is so real. Because he's, he's not saying it's just going to be easy. This is, this is what God says through Moses. He says, here, Israel... You're about to cross the Jordan to go in and dispossess nations. All right? Dispossess nations greater and stronger than you. Oh, uh, okay. Thanks. With large cities that have walls up to the sky. Oh, okay. The people are strong and tall. (laughs) Anakites. You know about them. And I've heard it said, who can stand against the Anakites? Oh, Thanks for reminding me that no one can stand up to the Anakites. (laughs) Absolutely. And it's like, this is the reality of the situation you're finding. But as you just said, God can. Because then he says, be assured today, the Lord your God is the one who goes across ahead of you like a devouring fire. He will destroy them. He will subdue them. And you will drive them out and annihilate them quickly as the Lord's promised you. It's together. God says, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But you're going to do it. Are you doing it, God, or am I doing it? We're doing it together. God's called us together to do it. And that's what God does. God calls us together. He's being really clear. He doesn't want them to be surprised. He doesn't want them to be... Start again. He doesn't want them to be... (laughs) Take three. He doesn't want them to be surprised how difficult it's going to be. He doesn't want them to be surprised. And sometimes we get surprised at how difficult things are because we think, if God's with us, it's all going to be great. And then when it's not great, we get all like, that's not great. It's tough. It's actually really hard. It's really hard. Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. John 16, 33. Oh, that's a great promise. No one puts that on their wall, do they? (laughs) In this world, you will have trouble. Not just as that, because he says... But, take heart, I have overcome the world. We're going to have trouble. We're going to have difficult times. They're going to have obstacles. They're going to have impossible situations. But take heart, because God has overcome the world. So here they are, back at the same point again. And Joshua needs this encouragement. Joshua needs strengthening himself, because it's one thing for Joshua, under Moses' leadership, to be coming back as one of the spies, and going, we can go in, we can do it, it's all going to be fine, don't worry about it, Moses is going to lead us in. And, you know, we can do it. Now he's the leader. Now he's the guy. Whew, it's a little different when you're the guy who's having to lead everyone in. And so he needs this encouragement. He needs God to say to him again and again, be strong and courageous. See, it's easier for me to encourage you here in Sheffield to be strong and courageous as a church. It's easier than for me to tell myself, be strong and courageous 
in leading the church in Fredericton into the things that God's got for us. It's just this. Because I can come and visit here and it's great, but I, I'm not living it out. But I am living it out back in Fredericton. So we need, we, need, we need to be encouraged. The leaders here need to be encouraged. Richard needs encouraging. With Nikki, Dan and Rachel, um, Chris and Wendy, everyone, bless anyone who's in any sort of leadership, needs encouragement all the time. Because, do you know what? When you're in leadership, a lot of the time you're just seeing the issues. Here's the Anakites right ahead of you. Here's the walls going up to the sky. Here's the big city. Okay, God, I need to keep remembering you. But, but, but God doesn't say, don't look at these things. I mean, God's pointing it out to them, isn't he? It, sometimes people say that. Don't look, at the, don't look at the obstacle. Don't look at the obstacle. Well, God's reminding him of the obstacles. Oh, remember, there's the Anakites there. Cheers. <laughs> Before they crossed the river, Joe preached on this in Fredericton the other week. Before they crossed the river, God said to them, three days later, just go and look at this river for three days. It's in flood. <laughs> You're going across. It's like, can we just stand with our backs to the river and pretend it's going to go down? It's not going to. We need, we need courage, but we need, to, we need to know what we're facing as well. And it's always Im- humanly impossible. So Whether it's for the church or whether it's for you, because you'll be facing things in your life that are just... They might just seem impossible. They might just... I keep thinking something's coming through that. They might just seem Im- impossible. They might be impossible outside of God. It might be stuff in your family. It might be your health. It might be your school. It might be your work. could be anything. could be people you love. And then fears can come in and you can start to feel inadequate and you can start to doubt and it, and it and it's, can sap away... Your confidence. We've got to find boldness and confidence from somewhere. Where does it, well, the only place we can find it is God. It's the only place we can find it. Because here's the news. We're all fearful. Every one of us. Every one of us is fearful. No one's immune. It's what we do with that fear in the light of God's promises that's key. Do we believe God and do we take courage? Are we strong and courageous in, in God? Because we're not strong and courageous thinking, oh, it's all going to be fine. Because outside of God, it's not. Or do we give in? I heard the story once of, of this, uh, this boy. He was, being, it was in the middle of a storm and uh, his mum was putting him to bed. And so he says to her, um, oh, mum, can you, can, you can you stay in my room for the night? Because I'm kind of scared of this storm. So I'd really like it if you stayed in the room. For, for, for the night and his mum hugs him and, and she goes no, no no I can't I can't do that dear I've got to sleep in daddy's room and so she goes to the door and, and there's this big silence and then she hears this voice going the big sissy <laughs> we, we can all we can all face fear every single one of us and we've got to keep coming back to God and take courage in him Just being in this building, it, it's because I'm, I'm remembering back the, some of the stories of, of how we even got here, how, it, how this, we're, we're even here. Because when, when we started Kids Club, we started it in Walkley originally, and then we did, we did it in, in Pittsmore. And we really felt God say to, us, say to us, I want you to run it in Shirecliffe. 
And so we came and, and we checked it out. It was a bit like the spies going into the land. We checked it out. This was the only place that, that really was suitable to meet in. And we wanted to do it on a Saturday morning. Um, and so we, we checked it out. And, uh, and they said, the people who were in charge at the time said, oh, well, there's no way you can have it on a Saturday morning because uh, there's a dance class meeting here. And they've been here 16 years. And, and it's like long term. And, that, you know, that, that's what they do. You can't, there's no way you can have it on Saturday morning. And, and we, for, for various reasons, that was the only time we could really do it. So we're like, well, it's kind of impossible. So we, we got back and we went as a team and we prayed about it and we worshipped and, uh, as a whole team. And I, I think it was Ali in my mind, but we kind of felt it as a group. But I think Ali stood up and she, and she said, <sighs> she said, I, I just feel God's giving us this. I just feel he's saying, you're going to get into that building. And we're like, well, they've told us that, that we can't. No, but I think God's saying, we can. And he's leading us into it. So, so then what do you do with that? Because they've said we can't. And God says, I'm taking you. And God says, be strong and courageous. So we, we prayed. We prayed about it. And we prayed about it. And, and I remember going to Arnold, who was leading the church at the time, and I said, look, this is what God says. We feel God's saying to us. This is what we feel God's saying to us. But they've said no. But if we're going to do this kids' club there, we've got to split the team up. We've got to buy some more things. We've got to buy a nice projector. We've got to get a screen. We've got to do all of this stuff. It's going to cost some money. And he said, well, that sounds crazy. He said, but it does sound like God, though, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) So he says, that's fine. You can go and prepare. And we prayed. And we we were going to start on the 12th of January. And uh, I felt, as we prayed, I just felt, I don't think we should go back to them at the center until after Christmas. But we've got to do all the preparation before Christmas. And so a few people came up to me and said, what if they still say no? And I was like, I don't know, I haven't got another plan. We didn't have another plan. And, um, and, he said, and they were, well, are, we, are you going to call them? I said, I don't feel I should call them until after Christmas. I called them on the 3rd of January. And, uh, and they said, oh, ooh, we, we were wondering about getting in touch with you. They said, because you, you were interested in the building, weren't you, on, in the community centre on Saturday morning. I said, yes. They said, well, the woman who was doing the dance class, we asked her to do like an inventory of everything she'd got there. And she got really cross about it. And she said, and she said I've been here 16 years and no one's asked me to do that before. And they said, well, we'd like you to do it. And she said, well, I'm not doing that. I said, well, no, we'd like you to do it. She goes, I'm off. And she said, I'm out of here. Find someone else to deal with you. Get, give you money on a Saturday morning. And she went. So they said, are you still interested? Yeah. And we said, yeah, we are. Um, well, it's going to take you a while to sort it out because I know it's quite a big thing. I said, don't worry, we've, been, we've, we've sorted it. Uh, I, I said, we can be in on the 12th. And they said, oh, it's got to go to the committee. I said, well, when's the committee meeting? They said, the 11th. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I said, if the committee say yes, can we meet here on the 12th? They said, yes. Okay. We went out on the, eight, on the, ninth, and, on the, on the ninth and on the 10th and the 11th. I think on the 10th, and we went around all the neighbourhoods and we were telling them about this kids' club we're going to run on the 12th. <laughs> the decision's on the 11th. <laughs> but we, we're kind of feeling God's with us at this point, so it's, it's okay. And, uh, 
and we, and, and we, and we loaded a van up on the, on the 11th. And we found out when the committee meeting was finished. So we loaded the van up down here with all of our gear. Because we'd asked them if we could store stuff here as well. And, uh, and I came up to the end of the meeting and I said, and they were all here. They were just all here. And, and I said, Are they, uh, have you made a decision? And they said, yes, yes, you can, you can meet here. I said, great. And I got on my phone and, and they were all outside in this van. And I said, it's, it's great. They've let, they can, we can meet here. We can bring the stuff in. And they opened this door here. And they all start loading and storing things on the stage. Like the committee are all still here, just like, we only made that decision five minutes ago. <laughs> but God made the decision earlier. You know, and it's great telling the story, but when you're in it, you're like, it's hard. So even when you feel, yes, God said this, you've still got all the what ifs. You've still got all the, well, what, and, and to be honest, sometimes you make those, and it doesn't always work out quite the way you think it's going to work out. Has, has God left us in that? You've got all these questions. It's great to tell the story. But, here we are, 20 years later, almost, almost 20 years later, and here we are. And all the things that came from that, because it wasn't about running a kids club, was it? It was about a congregation. It was about God's people worshipping here. It's about people from all around here getting saved. It's about all the other ways and things that happened, whether it was Jubilee Debt Advice, whether it was the food bank, whether it was the Grub Club. All of those things that got started. So I just met someone, I forget your name, Shay, just now, got saved through the Grub Club. You know, And he's like, I remember Kids Club starting up. 20 years ago, because I lived locally, I've lived over here, I've lived here 24 years. Well, now he's here. I mean, praise God. That's what it's about. So when, when God says, I'm taking you into the land and you're going to inherit it, it's not about, so yeah, we've got the land. It's, it's about a people. It's about a people. It's about you. It's about those who are coming after you. That's what it's about. We've got to be strong. And courageous. And there's, and there's challenge after challenge. You know, if you come to the prayer meeting tonight, we'll, we'll talk a bit about some of the stuff that's going on in, in Fredericton. And it's been tough. We want to be honest. It's been a hard 18 months in Fredericton. And there's things that we've been believing for, and, they've, and they've not, it's not happened the way we thought. So I'm not just standing here telling, you know, the rah-rah story. I mean, it's great that we can tell stories of God's provision, but there's other stories. And, you've got to, and you battle through things. You battle through things. Some of the battles are long. Some of you have been facing battles in your life ever since I've known you. And you're still battling. You're still here. God's still at work. Be strong. Be strong and courageous. And it gets hard. It gets hard to, to go into something new sometimes. It can, you can hear these words and say, you know, God's taking... And you, th- you can just think, oh, do you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired. And I, and I cope and I'm, I'm getting by. It must have been like that for them in the wilderness, mustn't it? They've been there 40 years. 
I mean, and at first they're wandering around and they've got the disappointment, oh, we could have gone into the land. But then 40 years later, and it's all new people, really, they never were going to go into the land in the first place. They're all the new ones who've come about. And that's just all they know. That's all they know is the wilderness. That's all they know is the manna coming down. That's just what they eat every day, different versions of it. You know, fried manna, boiled manna, sautéed manna, <laughs> manna sandwich, <laughs> manna with manna. <laughs> I don't know. That's what they're used to. That's and, and, and then God's saying, you're going to go over this river and you're going to face these people. Well, there's some big people over there. Why do, why do we want to do that? We, we're used to it here. We're fine here. It's hard. But we're still coping just about. And now you're saying, do this, this, and this as well. And it, and it can be hard to do that. Because we don't feel like we've got it in us. And especially if we've, if we've faced some sort of disappointment. So, I mean, look at, Pe- look at, at Peter, Jesus' disciple and friend. Peter was the guy who early on with Jesus was, was like, yeah, we're going to take it. We're going to take the kingdom. We're going to do all this. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never. And Jesus is like, eh, I think you are going to decide you don't even know me. And you're going to say that. No, I'm never going to do that. <coughs> and then reality hits Peter. And he's there at the, just before the crucifixion and he denies even knowing him. And then he's full of shame. And then Jesus gets raised from the dead, which is great, and everyone else is celebrating it. And, and for Peter, he's kind of like, because oh, he's, he's balls it up, hasn't he? He's, he's sorry to... <laughs> I can't say that in Fredericton. So. <laughs> and, 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 he's, but, and so what does he do? What does Peter do? When Jesus, he, he, everyone's, and he just goes, I'm going fishing. Have you ever wondered why Peter says, I'm going fishing? And he goes out and some of his disciples go with him. Jesus has just been raised from the dead and he says, I'm going fishing. It's just what he knew. It's what he knows. He's just going back to what he knows. It's not really worked out the way he thought. I mean, and there's a miracle just happened and Jesus is back, but for him it's like, I've blown it. I'm going fishing. It's not, I didn't think it was going to be like this. And Jesus calls him back. I mean, he does a miracle. There's 153 fish. And he calls him. I mean, at this point, Peter runs away from the fish because actually... Jesus is calling him. And Jesus says, Simon Peter, do you love me? I mean, that's what it's all about. In the end, that's what it's all about. Do you love me? And, and, and Jesus expressing, look, I'm forgiving you. I'm restoring you. I've got something else for you to do. I don't, I don't want you to be a fisherman anymore. He says things like, feed my sheep. Feed my, I want you to be a shepherd. I'm a fisherman. I know earlier on he says you're going to be fishers of men, but right now he's saying, forget fishing, you're going to be a shepherd. Feed my sheep. I don't know how to feed sheep, I know how to fish. Feed my sheep. Okay. Okay. Be strong and courageous. Maybe some of you have got to that point where you're just doing just what you know how to do. Because maybe you just feel like you're surviving. 
and you're clinging on. That word was great. I think it was you who brought it, Ali, wasn't it? The clinging on word, was it you? My memory goes. Clinging on to the rock. Some of you feel like that. You feel like you're just clinging on. And sometimes when you hear words like this, be strong and courageous and come on, we're going into the land, you're just like, have you not seen I'm clinging on to the rock? Because it feels like that. But God's got something more. God's got something more. Go on, you're right. good that's good and do you know what we need we need each other we've got to encourage each other so when when you gather together it's not just and it's not with it's not with you i know because i know you but it it, it's you don't you're not just coming and and sitting on your own and not relating to anyone and just singing songs and walking home again because it's not your family your brothers and sisters your family together so you stand with each other and you encourage each other and you go through all sorts of stuff together and, and, this, and, and in the passage what, what, does, what does it say we've got, to, we've got to stay in God's word that's one of the things it says isn't it be careful to obey all the law and don't turn, keep this book of the law always on your lips meditate, meditate on it day and night and be careful to do everything that's written in it I mean you know we've got the bible it's the equivalent of the book of the law that was the first five books of the bible but now we've got the full scriptures well, we can look at this and we can find out what God's like and who God is and we can be encouraged and strengthened in it and then we can, we can start to try and live it out and we can walk in it and we can encourage each other in that and that's what, and that's what we do. We, we speak truth to ourselves and our feelings are going to tell us different and our insecurities and our fears and, and all of that, our anxieties and, and, and our stress, it's all going to tell us different. This tells us the truth. This tells us who we are in God. It tells us who we are. And then it says, and now walk it out. Live who you are. Yeah. It doesn't say try and be someone. Don't try and live, um, uh, that one that Ian said, uh, yeah, it, you know, the, the thing that he brought about, this, maybe someone who's trying to live up to certain standards to please God and to be acceptable to God. That's not what God says. God's done it all in Jesus. He's already done it. And, and then he says, this is who you are. Oh, well, I'm just a sinner. No, the Bible says you're not. The Bible says you're a saint. The Bible says you're forgiven. The Bible says you're clean. Now walk in that. Well, yeah, but I sin, I know. Okay, yeah, but do you know what? The more you believe that God's dealt with that, because he has, 
and he's given us the Holy Spirit, we can live that out and begin to not sin. We can begin to live out who we already are. The song, I am who you say I am, isn't there? That's what it's about. Because it's not only knowing God's word, it's acting on it and applying it in our life. And then the other thing that, that Joshua says is you've got, to, you've got to stay together. You stay together as, as God's people. Now, this is an interesting one. Because he goes to the people who are... There's two and a half tribes. I always think that's a bit weird, two and a half tribes. But anyway, there's two and a half tribes who are, have been given land on the east side of the river. So, so if you imagine, here's the river coming down here. And then, east, west, east. So, <laughs> two and a half tribes are settled here. And they've already got their land, and they've already started settling and building the houses and everything else. And everyone else, the other nine and a half tribes, are like, oh, our land that God's giving us is over the river. And we haven't gone over yet, and we've been here 40 years. And then God says, okay, you're going over. Now, you'd think that the two and a half tribes who were already settled for a long time, they're going to be like, oh, okay, great, see you guys. Because <laughs> the rest of you are going over. But we've got our land. But, but that's, not what, that's not what Joshua says to them. That's not what God says to them. He goes to those two, two and a half tribes and he goes, you guys are going over with them. Now he says the fighting men because they're going into battle. You, you are going over. You're going first, it says. You're going first. You're leading the way and you're all going together. And you're all getting until everyone's got settled in their land. And then you guys, you can come back. They have to cross the river twice. <laughs> Great. <laughs> they thought they weren't going at all. They are. Because but why does God do that? Because it's not as though it's like, oh, you need these other two and a half tribes because you haven't got enough people. Look, there's, there's the Anakites there. No one can defeat the Anakites. It's not like they need the extra people. What they need is to be together. They need to be together. You need to be together. You know, there's things that... I think it's great that you've, you've got all-together meetings going on. So next week is an all-together. That's what it's about. It's about all being together. You might just think, oh, well, why, why am I going to go across the other side of the city to the all-together? Because God wants you all together. Because <laughs> you're the church. You're his church together. Maybe you've never been to an all-together. Well, go, because they're your brothers and sisters. You're one church, you're all together. As a church, you're planting at some point in the near future into another congregation. And you might think here, well, we did that. I don't know how many years ago we had the congregation. How, how many years has the congregation been here? Ten? We did that ten years ago. We came here. We've got our patch. We're sorted. The others are planting. No. You're planting. Do you know what? You're going ahead of them. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> but it means you're involved. You're involved. In some way. And, and when I say figure it out, I'm not being flippant. Figure it out. Because you're involved. It might be praying for them. It might be going and supporting them as, they, as they're launching into a new place. Because there's land to go into, and not just land to go into people. 
You're seeing it here among you. Well, there's a whole new area of Sheffield that's going to see people saved and added and healed and delivered and set free and find family and find joy and worship God. That's what it's about. Be with them. Be involved. Share the burdens. Suffer the losses together. Sharing the victories. See, the temptation is to, to just stay in our comfort zone, to stay what we know, and to think it's other people's thing. But it's not other people's thing. It's not just other people's thing, it's your thing. And, and walking in unity also means not, not mumbling, mumbling, grumbling and moaning, or mumbling. <laughs> it means thinking and speaking the best of each other. Even when things haven't worked out the way that you hoped they'd work out. A lot of the time, things don't work out the way you hoped they'd work out. They just don't. A lot of the time, we deal with disappointments. We think, I think it's going to work out this way. And then it doesn't. And you just get jaded. And you're here. But you're not here. And it can be hard to work through it. But it means being unified. All right. I think those are the main things that I want to say. You know, we, we need to take courage and strength. We need to be strong and courageous in God. Here, I'm, pre- I'm still preaching it to myself. <laughs> I really am. I believe God's leading us, both churches, into new things. But there will be challenges and battles ahead. And we've got to trust in his promises and be strengthened and encouraged and be united and filled with his spirit and in his word. And God says to Joshua, I'll be with you and I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And Jesus says to his disciples as he sends them out, surely I'm going to be with you to the ends of the earth. God's promised it. He's not going to leave us. So that's for us too. That's for us too. He's not going to leave us. He's not going to leave us. He's taken us through a lot of things. He's brought us a long way when we look at it. But there's there's more. There's more to come.